Most people think that serial killers are just inhumane individuals who come into the world deranged. However, many of them are actually people who just did not receive the necessary help to fix the obvious issues at hand. Edmund Kemper was a serial killer who at the age of 15 killed both of his grandparents who he had been living with. Later in his life, he reignited his murders by killing six female hitchhikers in the 1970s, and in 1973, he killed both his mother and her friend. His spree finally ended after when he turned himself in. He was born December 18, 1948, in Burbank, California. He was the son of E.E. E. and Clarnell Kemper. In 1957, his parents divorced, which led to Edmund moving to Montana with his mother and two sisters. He had a lot of problems with his mother. Not only was she an alcoholic, but Edmund blamed every problem of his on her, no matter what the problem was. His troubles began when he was very young, starting with dreams about killing his mother, cutting the heads off of his sister's dolls, and playing a game with his sisters where he pretended to die very painfully. His first victims, the family cats, came at the age of 10 and 13. Edmund buried the first cat alive and butchered the second with a knife. He then went to live with his father in hopes that this vicious behavior of his would settle. But that was short-lived, and he ended up back with his mother, who sent him to live with his grandparents. His behavior continued on, so they tried a new place to help him. Edmund was now living on a farm in North Fork, California. While he was there, he shot multiple birds and small animals, so his grandparents took away his rifle. Kemper was enraged by his grandparents trying to control him. So in 1964, at the age of 15, he finally took his anger out on them. He shot his grandmother in the kitchen, and later he stated that he had shot her to see what it felt like. Then he waited for his, grand for his grandfather to get home, and he shot him by his car and hid the body. His only purpose for killing his grandfather was that he didn't want him to find out his wife had died. He then wound up calling the police and turning himself in. Kemper was then sent to a mental hospital for convicts to try and fix his issues while still treating him. While at the hospital, Edmund took tons of tests, which discovered he had a very high IQ, but also struggled with paranoid schizophrenia. Kemper was released from the hospital in 1969 and went back to live with his mother against the doctor's advice. Kemper began attending the local community college and eventually found a job with the Department of Transportation. He tried to become a state trooper, but was denied because of his monstrous 6 foot 9 inch, 300 pound frame. Although he was denied, he still ended up spending some time with the local police officers. One of the officers gave him a training badge and handcuffs, while another officer gave him a gun. While he was employed, he was hit by a car while he was riding his motorcycle. He ended up collecting $15,000 from the settlement and used it to buy a new car. Now that he was out of work, many of his dark fantasies were starting to become consistent in his thoughts. He discovered a new hobby, which was picking up female hitchhikers. At first, he would just let them go and scathe, but the whole time, he had the things he needed to fulfill his fantasies. A gun, a knife, and handcuffs. He started his killings with two college students, Marianne Pesks and Anita Luchessa. Kemper strangled and stabbed Pesk, and then stabbed Luchessa. After killing them both, he brought their bodies to his apartment and cut off their heads and hands. He then proceeded to sexually engage with the corpses. Some of the remains were finally discovered when Pesk's head was found deep in the woods, but Luchessa's remains were never discovered. Through 1971 to 1973, 
four more girls would meet the same fate of death and mutilation at the head at the hand of Kemper, which led to Kemper receiving the nickname the Co-Ed Killer. Not only did he do the same things to these poor girls as he did to Pesca and Lucessa, but at times even worse, mutilating them to further points, even burying some of their heads in his mother's backyard. Just some things that you could never imagine someone doing, just to the point of inhumanity that you can't even imagine in your mind. It seemed that even with all of the help he had received, nothing was going to fix his demented mindset. Kemper would commit his last murders in the spring of 1973. He went to his mother's house, where the two had a big argument. He then waited until she was asleep and hit her in the head with a hammer, slit her throat, and once again, he decapitated her. But this time, he put her larynx in the garbage disposal. He then invited his mother's friend, Sally, over to the house and strangled her to death. After hiding the bodies, he drove to Pueblo, Colorado, where he would finally call the Santa Cruz Police Department and confess his crimes. They initially didn't believe that the guy they had spent time with and given a gun and handcuffs was a murderer. But throughout the multiple interrogations, he provided all the proof they needed to know he was indeed the co-ed killer. At this point, it truly appeared that Kemper was not going to be fixed, no matter the help he was provided. It was just never going to be enough. During his trial, the judge asked Kemper what he thought the punishment should be. He said it should be torture to death. In the end, he ended up receiving eight life sentences as a way of torture itself, and he is now currently serving his time at a California medical facility.